Fucking faggot, tranny, bitch, <sighs> retard. Probably shouldn't that be saying the arse on here. You can say it. <sighs> I can't. Because you're not retarded? Because I'm not autistic yet. We should do this. We should we should do this. Mm-hmm. Because I think that this. This is what we should do. Ah. Yeah, alright. Because I've taken the BDSM test, like, several dozen times. Sure. Haven't we all? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and I just, I, just think, I just think we should... We should figure out not what individually we are, but... Our collective? Our collective. Ooh. Well, what is... Well, so, do we just find, like, the aggregate of our... Uh, yeah. responses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be in the middle, though. Actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. We have, we have, we have, we have compatibility. Thank you, promise I'm not a robot. Let's go with female. Uh, this one. Nice. That's where we live. Yeah. What is our, what is our, uh, aggregate sexuality? I would say bisexual. Sure. I'm attracted. I'm, I'm bisexual. Ew! I'm gonna say, because you're not strictly a lesbian, are you? Okay. In in the spirit of honesty, when I took this test for shits and gigs the other day. Mm-hmm. So you took it recently? Yes, I did. Um, I did put homo flexible, which is a word that I hate, but it is unfortunately. That's unfortunately accurate. So I think, so I'm. I would say like I'm hetero flexible by curious. Like, like I will. You're going on a date with a girl tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight. Well, they're not really like a girl. Oh, are you invalidating a a, a trans femme's womanhood? No, I'm I'm, I'm honoring a bi like a, a no a fucking non-binary person's gender. What if I'm only attracted to non-binary people? I think that's just called being pansexual, actually. So far, we'll be bisexual. Sure. English. Maximum accuracy. Mac maximum accuracy. Recommended if you're strongly into BDSM. I'm strongly into BDSM. I'm um. I'm really interested in like dipping my toes in, you know. But yeah, no, I was like taking this test in high school and being oh, like, yeah. "Wow, I'm 100% vanilla," and now it's like masochist 
degrady, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. switch. What do you? Is that a cigarette burn? Where? Right here. Oh, uh, this. No, I. Why would I let someone burn my larynx? That would I hurt. I yeah, that's why. That's why I was wondering. No, I cut myself shaving. Oh, happens. Everything else is hickeys, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew that. I was. Can I shout out? I'm gonna shout out. Shout out. Shout out at Uncut Jewess for some bomb ass hickeys. That girl knows how to bite. All right, let's keep going. I like to be dominated. Absolutely agree. Okay, no, we're doing this honestly. This doesn't work if we're if we're bullshitting. I like to be dominated, especially in the bedroom. Oh, dominated. I thought it's a dominant. No, I'm not I wearing like my be, glasses. I like to be dominated. I'm like yeah. here. I'm. I'm. You know what? I. I will say also strongly agree. Can like. That and be dominant, like Porky and Adustas, you know? Yeah, you can you can be both. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I like to receive pain during sex slash BDSM, and seeing the, result, seeing the results is big. Yeah, the results are important. Very important. I prefer making the sexual decisions for my partner, as this gives me more control. I'm over here. Meh. Yeah, let's, let's do the, the, like, just left of center. Okay, okay. All right, I don't mind a little playful resistance. Yeah, no, I, I, I love a brat. I don't. I don't know what to do with that, so... What does that put us? Just here? We can, we can also do left of center. We can do left of center. You sure? That's Cause, okay. Because I would probably put myself here. That's totally fine. Let's, let's, do, let's do the aggregate. Forcing partners. Yes. It, it's fun. It is very fun. Okay, so I'm, I'm all over here. Okay. Well. So where are you? And where are you? Let's just pick the aggregate. I'm like a little bit right of center. I'm still like, you know what? I'm not going to like call myself a baby top on air because I've, I've been doing this before. Um, and like, I, I'd like to think I know what I'm doing. You get topped enough. You kind of know what's good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do, um, let's do neutral on that one. Yeah. Physically overpowered. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All, all the way over here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Multiple people at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. One merrier. Absolutely. Except for even numbers. Even numbers can get a little weird. Even numbers are bad. Yeah. Three is good. Five is also decent. Seven. You've had sex with seven people at mm-hmm. once? When? Birthday last year. Oh, nice. Or there's six other people, so. Yeah, that's that's seven. That's seven yeah. total. Seven total. I enjoy it when people watch me being naked or having sex. I don't mind a voyeur. Yeah, I'm over, like, here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, oh yeah, let's let's call up my ten favorite voyeurs. <laughs> but like when it yeah. happens like at a play party, I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just an intention whore. Yeah. Ideally could command my partner and they'd obey like a puppet. No. Absolutely. Even as no. a top, I'm I'm not into that. No. Uh, I don't like making sexual decisions. I prefer my partner. Yeah, that's a that's a solid neutral. Okay, for you. I, think I can go either way. I'm over here, so let's just do this one, right? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do that. Let's yeah. do that. Love making my partners do really disgusting things. I'm not like a gross, gross out kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, but like there's some stuff that I like that is considered gross, but I don't think about it as gross. Are you talking about pits? No, okay, pits is part of it. Like sweat and pits are cool, but like also like blood and spit. Oh, I'm like, that's not gross. That's just cool. But some people find blood gross. And some people find drool gross. Strange. Um, alright, well let's let's do like the left of center. Okay. I'm willing to try anything once, even if I think uh yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. will, I'm like super down yeah. for a lot of shit. Yeah, just here, here. Alright, physically restricting my partner. 
That's not something I ever do much. I prefer, like, by force, personally. Mm. But, like, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I'll just go back. Yeah, I'll just do that. I like sending nude or sexual <laughs> pictures. Yes, yes, once again, attention. <laughs> Give me attention. I wonder if this has anything to do with the quiz we took before we started recording. No, nothing <laughs> at all. Um, I have maximum trauma. <laughs> um, I like to be totally helpless when I'm in the mood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Receiving care. I, honestly, even when I am, like, in a very sub-role in a relationship, it is very important to me to, like, take care of the other person that Mm -hmm. I'm in the relationship with. Like, if somebody, like, wants to take care of me and spoil me, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. But I'm, like, I, like, have a very strict rule of, like, if you taught me, like, and stay over... I'm making you fucking pancakes the next morning. Many people can attest to this. I do actually do this. All right, so let's just put that in the middle because I, receiving care, not necessarily being spoiled, but like receiving care Mm -hmm. is big for me. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be treated like a piece of shit, but I mean, except for when I do. Um, I have a thing for large age differences. Yes. Just put ourselves there. Yes. Somewhere around here is the average. When it comes to sexual acts, my partner's discomfort is pretty much irrelevant. I read this in two ways. Yeah, I am also of two minds. Because I don't want someone to be doing something that they're not comfortable with, especially, like, in a scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like... But I think think in this scenario, we're talking about consensual discomfort. mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe it's, like the tie is meant to not be super comfortable. Yeah. I mean, as, as someone who loves being torture tied, like, like, but this is, but this is from the opposite perspective. Yeah. So I'm going to say, hmm, middle. I enjoy acting like a pet animal. Can we just, can we just put that on the farthest? Yes, please. Yeah. um, Let's just, um, I don't know anyone in this room who likes acting like a pet. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Giving, co- yes, giving yeah. care, spoiling my partner. I, I fucking, I love spoiling my girlfriend so, so much. It makes me so happy. Aww. Being treated with little or no respect, yes. I'm, I'm all the way over here. Oh, yeah. Faux show. Faux show. There's so many fucking, oh my god, only 22% of the, wait. We're gonna, we're gonna have to, editor's note, we're gonna have to condense this into, like, peak moments, because this is. Oh, way too long for a fucking cold open. This is, okay, we're done. <laughs> let's keep doing it, because I just want the results. Yeah, and let's, yeah, we can, we can... We can cut. Snip. Snip, snip. Okay, there's no reason why sex should happen in private spaces, isolated from the outside world. I'm not so much a public exhibitionist. I'm it's, not like it, a, It's not something I'm really super into, TBH. Yeah, let's give it a... a I, I rather agree. I know you love your outdoor shit. yeah. So somewhere around these three. I'm going to say here? Yeah, that's fine. I know yeah. you're... Yeah. All right. I'll often put up a fight, but that doesn't mean I want to win. Yeah. 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 I find the romantic aspect much more important than the sexual... I don't like that question. This question is bad. It's a stupid question. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> it's a bad question because to me, kinky stuff is romantic. So true. I currently have a master and mistress in my life. <laughs> Not technically. Yeah. Not really. I'm just going to go with a disagree. 
Uh, I would like to serve in a formal setting with explicit slave training. Yeah, that's not so much my thing. Okay, so where where do you fall then? I'm like really not that into that. So I'm, I'm like, see, because like I'm a dog. Like I need to maintain a degree of individuality. Like I'm not like a drone or some shit. Oh no! I'm like I need to be my own animal. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about like this. I don't because I don't read this as being like drone dronification. Okay. To me, I, I read this as, like, high protocol, where it's, like, there are very specific rules that have very specific consequences oh, for breaking okay. I mean, that's hot. It's not so much my thing, but I respect it. It's, it's, it is very much my thing, so just, just that right there. That's fine. My ultimate goal is to please my partners. It's hardly anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, need to constantly try new things. Yep. 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 New things. Important. All the time. Come on, keep going. 30%. Oh my Jesus god. This is, this is too long. I thought this test was shorter. We did select the longer, longer version of the test. That's true. I might just leave all of this in. Bestie, this is going to be way too long. People will listen to it. Patreon. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can parlay this into like a special bonus release. Assuming I'm a signal, I would single, I would like to join an existing couples or polygroups relationship. And for sexual and or emotional, absolutely. I'd do it for the sexual, but not the emotional. I feel like an existing polygroup, I'm never going to join for the emotional at first. Okay. Because it's like there's an existing group, right? Like there is an existing group dynamic. But I would love to like, you know, if like I meet one of them and we see each other a couple times and then like we, um, you know, we hit it off. We do like a couple things like maybe go out as a big group of us and like slowly over time I would be into it so just put a soft degree on that all right all right being physically restricted during sex slash BDSM with clothes attributes ropes chains etc is arousing yep absolutely absolutely I enjoy feeling like prey hunted by a predator yeah yeah that's a full the fun thing about being dog is you can totally go either way with that same thing with same thing with being a little kitty. Yeah, I can be true. A, I can be a little kitty, but also I can pounce. <laughs> you're so cute. You should wear your your cat hat while you're recording. I should. I should. Um, I don't have any specific <laughs> fetish. <laughs> I have too many. Okay. See, this is what I was thinking more for the other question. Being a group of slaves that serves one master mistress, like that's not so much my thing. No, that's. I'm like really down here with that one, honestly. Yeah. Tbh. Like, I wouldn't never do it, but, like, I don't, I would never try. (laughs) Would you like to be completely tied up during sex slash BDSM? I have really enjoyed it in the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm? Sure. I enjoy being kept as a pet in a, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do Do you enjoy being kept as a pet? Kept in a cage, eating out of a bowl, getting little pets and caresses? This is just my lifestyle. Oh, I love to see the fear in my partner's eyes when they know I'm going to inflict pain on them. Yes, 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 yes. Can we please move it over just a little bit more? Okay. <laughs> yes. It. It. There. There's just something about like raising your hand and seeing them flinch that just makes me want to just rip out their jugular in the most loving way. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. That's okay, bestie. You're not about that life. I, I, <laughs> in I li- unison, I like to be sexually <laughs> degraded and humiliated by my partners. 
All yes. the time. All the time. Literally, not even in like, necessarily sexual or BDSM situations. Just like. Oh yeah, no. Call me a faggot. Yeah, I'll get hard. Um, I gladly leave behind everything and moving. A- oh, this mm. is just one of the like. Would you like to join our BDSM cults? Questions. No, I would. I would not gladly leave everything behind because for me BDSM, like I know there's a lot of like analogies of like growth and growing and like trees. But, like I want BDSM to stem from the life that I have. Mm-hmm. And like build, I want to build a BDSM life and like king absolutely into my relationships that I already exist. I would never like, like no one would ever be able to sell me on, hey, want to come to my island to be like my submissive? Like that sounds terrible. <laughs> like I have, sorry Jeffrey, not interested. <laughs> oh no, well, I'm, I'm I'm saying no to the age player question. I also do not like age play. Whether yeah, topping or subbing, no, there's no scenario where that sounds fun for me what it okay <laughs> let me to pitch you on age play but older so you and your partner both pretend to be older i'm in my 20s <laughs> why would i want to be something else <laughs> that's so bitches want to be me that's literally true I would like not to be nothing but a 24-7 sex slave, i.e. not having any human interaction outside of... See, it's where you get into the not having any human interaction outside of sex and BDSM. Yeah, like, you need something else in your life that's not fulfilling. I don't know. Like, I'm like, but the spiritualism. Yeah. But the spiritualism. Or like, I don't know, I like to flirt with the people behind the counter at my new job. Yeah, I like to flirt with customers at my job. Yeah. And sometimes they flirt back and give me their business cards. <laughs> their when they're business when they're cards. with their wives in front of their wives, giving me giving me business cards. Damn. Mm-hmm. Treating my partner with little to no respect during sex BDSM arouses me. Yes. I'm gonna say kinda no, so like we'll be here. Yes. No. I like being forced into submission much more than submitting spontaneously. It really depends on the moment for me. It really does, because, like, for me, I don't have a bratty bone in my body. Not at all? No. Like, I play coy. Oh, well, yeah, because you're a little faggy with it. Yeah, because I'm faggy, but, like, the moment it becomes a real situation, like, I will be on my knees, like, thanking you for the opportunity to be on my knees. Like, I get... I will go... Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, I... Like there's there's nothing there. I will, I will completely collapse. <laughs> I just I just can't do it. I just like being told what to do too much. Yeah, I get that. So just put ourselves around here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go here. I would like it when my partner's completely tied up. Um, I like I like a little tussle. I also like a little tussle. So let's go neutral on that yeah. one plenty of sexual fantasies that I would like to try out more than I don't I don't fucking I don't want to compare myself to anyone I'm so much cooler my, my kinks are so much more esoteric than anybody else's like no I'm, I'm a I'm a puppy girl we're a fucking dime a dozen I know yeah. this let's go with a regular agree um I find it adorable when my ooh ah, when my no. partner acts or dresses childlike. No thank no, you. No thank you. I could be sexually submissive now. Yes. Let's go with, yes. let's go let's go with this and one. And sexually dominant another time, absolutely. Honestly, like I could be sexually like I do see it in myself to be sexually dominant. I just need to find like It's happened. 
I, I mean, I have, like, topped in the not distant past. Um, alright. I'm willing to pay for porn. Yeah, pay for porn. Oh, I am exclusively willing to pay for porn. I only, the only porn I consume is, like, literature or whatever people post on Twitter that's already <laughs> free. Because I'm poor. <laughs> I'm totally cool with my partner's having sex with other people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Poly, poly Amory. Mm-hmm. Secure poly, poly secure. In an ideal relationship, my partner would see me as a mere object. To them, I exist only when they're horny. Boo. Ooh. As a, in a top role, that would make me feel like garbage. As a bottom, that would make me feel like garbage because I would have to be constantly pushing to make them horny for their attention. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Making my partner suffer for my pleasure is one of the best things. It is. It's, it's great. It's great. Let's go, for, let's go for the moderate degree because for me, I can't. I know, I know. That's it. Okay. Yeah, living with a group of... Sl- no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. No. My 28M... Um, <laughs> <laughs> are unionizing? My are unionizing. Uh, oh, we, we got to... I got to repost that, that coffee pasta on, on the Twitter. I think yeah. that would be good. Um, it's no big deal when things I try turn out bad for me. It's part of the risk. Yeah. Yeah, I totally. fully, fully, completely, absolutely agree. Absolutely. I'm currently, currently in a long-term, long-term relationship. Let's go. Let's go, both of us. I have plenty of sexual fantasies. Barely said that to go to execute. <laughs> I have several sexual fantasies, which downright would require, like, there's no room for aftercare. I am being rushed to the ER. Yeah, see, I'm on the other side of that, where I'm like, when I start thinking about sharp objects and and my partner's soft flesh, it 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 starts to go it starts to go real bad. It starts to go real bad. Yeah, I want to be. Um, there's one sexual fantasy I've been having, where I'm gonna. I don't want to like bleep. I'm gonna bleep this, but um, recently. Where I am. Yeah, that 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 would require immediate medical attention. That would, yeah, you know, respect though. Uh, I would like to provide my partners with explicit slave training. No, I'm not no. interested. In questionnaires like these, I tend to go for the extreme. I I hate these dumb like. No. What do you think about our What do you think about our quiz question? I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm not here for the for answer. The middle answer because we we've, we've we've gotten. We don't. We haven't always been answering on the extremes. Yeah, I think we're pretty, pretty, pretty genuine with it. I think so too. Um, I enjoy keeping my partner as a pet. Um, I haven't done that a ton at the top, but I personally don't like it. I get, I, 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 yeah. I, I wonder what, like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, no, there's definitely, there's definitely a like. Okay, I need to be constantly thinking of like what's next. Um, I could not, if I could not fulfill all my partner's sexual desires, I would encourage them to see other people to fill the gaps. Yep. I do that. I, 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 yeah, I feel that way about myself and I absolutely feel the same about any of my partners. My partner having multiple partners while I'm monogamous. Sounds like a, okay, this is just messy. This is This is too messy. I'm going to say it's not a perfectly acceptable situation. Not because it is a a manageable situation to be in, but because long term, it's, it's, it can really, you can end up feeling like that could just be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I often behave in an animalistic way during sex. Growling, howling, etc. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, okay thank yeah. you. Most agree. 
I, ideal relationship. I should have no hard limits. That's just not healthy. No. That's bad. That's a, that's a bad question. I'll go a long way to make my parents match my partner's desires. Yes, I I'm, will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to critique the quiz for a sec. Yes. I, I think it's, it's bad. I think it's bad, actually, that, <laughs> that this quiz is, like, a lot of people's first exposure to, like, or at least, like, reflection on their own kink mm-hmm. because of shit like that. And somewhat, yeah. like, you know, being, like, 16 and being, like, oh, wow, no hard limits. That sounds cool. Like, no, you're setting yourself up to get fucking groomed. And I, I agree. I think that a lot of people's first exposure to BDSM comes from, like, fantasy exclusively. Mm-hmm. And not from building a BDSM relationship out of trust. Yes. yes um, and a lot of people... Here, like, oh, I'll do rack risk, you know, risk awareness, control king, or I'll be safe, sane, consensual. But like, you can't. Okay, this is my hot take. In BDSM, you can't consent to something if you don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's my hot take. Like, if someone's like, oh, I want to try this kink with you, and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting, based on just the name alone, or like mm-hmm. your fantasy knowledge of it, like. Go to a fucking play party and watch a scene where that happens. For real. If you're not sure. Or genuinely really talk about the nitty-gritty. Like, Can I play with that sharp object? <sighs> Thank you. Anyways. Um, in an ideal relationship, hard limits are important. Mm-hmm. Like, both from the top perspective. Um, yes, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't really talk for sex, but like, I do talk for certain kinds of play. Um, and, like, wanting someone to, like... Like, I want people to... Don't, please don't cut yourself. I'm, I, I'm being safe. This is also very dull. Yeah, I know. I've had this knife. That, that is like a work knife. I used it for work. I just like knives. Okay. I'm not going to cut myself. Um, but I will go a long way to make my appearance match my partner's desires. That yeah, is true. If I, will someone, definitely, yeah. I will definitely do that. Yeah. And, but, like, I'll enjoy it, too. Yeah, like, if someone wants me to wear something spe- special or do my makeup a certain way, style my hair a certain way... If part of my sexual desires... Uh, yeah, this is just a, the reverse of the yeah, would you absolutely. let your partner be non-monogamous question. Yeah. I, I enjoy, enjoy the... feeling of predator hunting its prey. Personally, I do. I'm around here, so let's just go with the pure neutral. Fine. As the composite aggregate. As the composite aggregate, I know. Mm. I like it when my partner takes a nurturing and guiding almost parental role. Yes, mommy. Okay, let's just, let's just go with that. Are you a no? I'm not a full Yes. I'm okay. agreeing. Well, let's let's do just just slightly. No, because no, I, I'm I'm like I would say probably there. And okay, you're there. Let's just okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I enjoy watching other people being naked or having sex. Context dependent. Yes. Yes. I'm I I'm not like I don't consider myself really like a voyeur in like the BDSM def- definition of the word, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I I'm I'm just I'm just nosy, you know, and just like ooh. What are you getting up to? What's, what's happening over there? I'm not like, fuck yeah, I gotta, gotta watch some fucking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, ooh, you're doing that in your scene? Cool. Yeah, in, so I'm gonna say with like a soft degree, because it's like, at a play party, I love watching scenes. Yes! I'm just like, oh my god, yes. there's so many cool ideas. Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I'd like my partner to submit to me 24-7, and I'm willing to take on the responsibility. No, 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 absolutely, no absolutely not. Absolutely no. <laughs> I like my partner to be completely in charge of the bedroom, ordering me around. When I'm in the mood, yes. Let's just find somewhere there. Because I'm, 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 I'm very much there. <laughs> yeah. 
if I could make some money selling porn clips of myself, I definitely would. Now, this is a very interesting this question. One, I, we've never thought about this question before. Well, because here's the thing. I would never make porn unless I was doing it out of, like, a very explicit choice. Mm. Um, because... Are you trying to close the knife? I know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, out of a very explicit choice. Like, I was talking about, like, I know people who, like, work in film industry stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe making porn, like, that would be good. But I would never make... Like, there's this, like, kind of valley between, like, on one end, I would make porn as, like, a real career decision. On the other end, I would make porn to survive, but at no point am I making porn to get off as an exhibitionist. Yep. Absolutely. I I feel very similarly. So I'm just going to go with the neutral. Yep. Being in fear of what my partner is going to do to me is physically arousing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is like, like, sir kind of thing. I definitely, okay, when I'm subbing, I definitely do kind of reflexively feel that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I don't, like, outside of a scene, basically, I'm like... Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Sorry, I'm reposting porn. Of course, this is, this is crucial. What's the porn? Oh, nice. Nice. Um, let's just go to the soft... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, talking back to one's dominant in a teasingly disobeying way should be part of the sub's fun. I sure. do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to sexual acts, my own discomfort is pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. Mm. I don't need uh, physical pleasure. I I do. I do. I I, I really do. I especially like as a trans bottom, like as a trans femme bottom. Like if I'm not comfortable, it's like really like a full body discomfort during sex. If I'm not comfortable and I'm bottoming, yeah, full full. It's full body. Like it's it's really bad. Yeah. No, that's real. I enjoy verbally degrading my partner or calling them humiliating names during sex slash BDSM. Yes, I enjoy that. <laughs> Sometimes watch it. Some hey. Sometimes... I was just saying it in general, okay. not at you, but I will also call you a faggot sporadically. You do. Sometimes watching people have sex is more fun than participating. No. Absol- I wanna fuck. Absolutely disagree. I enjoy it when my partner plays her acts like a pet. Yes. I I love my kitty. I love I love my bear. I like to be completely in charge. Even even when I'm topping, I like there to be a little bit of a, a back and forth. Yeah, I'm going to say here. Okay. Idea of being tortured sexually is appealing. I wonder where uh, Kitty Host stands on that. Look, I'll stop posting about torture on my Mew account when I <laughs> when get fucking tortured. <laughs> when you're dead. Look, all I'm saying is if you read the dossier on what they were doing at Guantanamo Bay, some of those techniques, they were cooking. <laughs> I don't care if it's a war crime. I want it done to me. <laughs> Having to do really disgusting things for my partner's pleasure? No. Yeah. Strictly for my partner's pleasure? Absolutely not. Not so much, I think. Um, I would be willing to leave everything behind. Love the biggest... No, I'm not, no. I'm not joining your cult. I'm not joining your cult. Absolutely not. I like inflicting, inflicting pain, pain during sex slash BDSM and seeing the results of it... Yes. Afterwards, absolutely. Fun. Very fun. I could I not always be, be dominant or submissive. I need both. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm feeling that more and more lately. Let's just put ourselves there. Yeah, we'll see that. I like to dominate, dominate my partner, fun. especially in the bedroom, when I'm in the mood, absolutely. And when I'm not in the mood, no. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop, doo. 
I like to sexually degrade and or humiliate my partner yes. sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. Even from like, even as a bottom, it's fun to do. I will take a naturally nurturing and guiding almost parental role in a relationship. Not no, really. Not really. Like I like taking care of people and spoiling them, but it's not really in a mommy kind of way. Exactly. The idea of torturing someone sexually is appealing. I say no. The idea of torturing someone non-sexually is appealing. <sighs> this is bullshit. I'm, I'm going to say... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Us, yeah, give us a yes. Um, if my partner would really enjoy using me as a urinal... Yeah, I'm not so much into piss. I've, I'm, I've been there. If someone really wanted to, I would let them, but I've never been pissed on because no one's ever really wanted to. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mid-IMO. I mean, it's mids for me, not yucking anyone's yum. Yeah. Um like to submit to my partner 24-7 and see them serving them as my life purpose. No, no thank you. I want my partner to serve me and address me as a superior. No. Absolutely I don't. I'm, I don't really need to be mommy miss. I sometimes do enjoy being called mommy during sex. That's hilarious. Um, but it's happened very rarely. I enjoy dressing or behaving like a child. No. no. I enjoy being verbally degraded. Yes. Just in general. Go yeah. ahead. It doesn't even have to be during sex. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be during sex. Just just fucking do it. I want to meet more like... I don't want to meet more like-minded kinky people because I don't really know that many vanilla people. So true. I, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty full on... Yeah. No, we're not going to join your cult. We're not joining the cult. Uh, no. No, we're not joining the cult. <laughs> not joining the cult. Oh, this one we don't really need to do. Yeah, let's skip this. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, this is actually pretty similar to my individual. Mm-hmm. Same. So top four, 100% <laughs> degrady, masochist, primal prey, rope bunny, and then uh, 95% non-monogamous, 94% submissive, 90, only 92% pet. Interesting. Interesting. 81% degrader. 81% experimentalist, 80% sadist, 78% switch, 77%... I'm 78% switch. I would say I'm about, like, 45% switch, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm about 70... So we're 77% brat, 73% voyeur... Or, sorry, exhibitionist, 57% voyeur. That's a huge yeah, that jump. That's a huge jump. Because I feel like at that point, ex- with, the, um, with the exception of Primal Hunter, which I do love... Um, everything else is kind of stuff that neither of us are into. We are, yeah, zero age players, zero daddy mommy, zero boy girl. Yep. 12% vanilla, which is honestly a little high. That's, it's, it's, it's rigged. All right, I'm going to screenshot this and send it to you so you can post it for the... Oh, fuck yeah. Send it to silly Sylvie. I'm so silly. Boop, 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 boop. It's the official radio free use. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yeah, it's the official radio free use BDSM test, test results. Slay. Which brings us now to 35 minutes into recording. Let's get into the episode topic. Yay! So, you know what wasn't on the BDSM test? Hypno. Hypno. Hypnosis. Hypnotism. Mesmerism. Because you can't call it hypno anymore. You have to call it mesmerize. What? Oh, yeah. Hypno is one of those... So, okay. Before we get too into this, 
Hypno is like weirdly policed on porn sites. What? Because Why? of U.S. law. Because U.S. law has a hypno fetish. Just like me. For real. Please elaborate. Okay, so hypnosis has always had, like, a place in culture. So let me... Sorry, I have to be bisexual. Faggot. Um, hypnosis has kind of always had this place in culture. Like, mind control, magic. And so you actually start to see a lot of it from Orientalism originally. Like, 19th century European Orientalism. Oh, Interesting. The obsession with, you know, this is where you get obsessions with, you know, concepts like the lustful Turk. You know, you have... Oh, boy. Eastern mysticism, you know, uh, not Eastern mysticism as in... Napoleon. God. I mean, he's part of the problem, but he was not the only person. No, very true. Also, uh, listeners, I need you to know that Kitty Host cannot sit properly in this fucking chair to save their life. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fine, I'll sit normal. You don't have to sit normal, but you should sit, period. Okay. Um, so, um, Napoleon Orientalism. So, what I mean Eastern mysticism, this would be much more what we would consider, like, Sufi mystics. Oh, um, I'm rocking with the Sufis. Yeah, yeah, So, it's getting a lot of, like, it's very, um, like, there's a lot of Muslim coding to it. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of coding. You know, it's kind of, like... India, Iran, Egypt, and, you know, what was then the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all very kind of like, that's where mind control is. There's some to a degree with um, West Indian voodoo tradition, um, but most of it does kind of come into the European consciousness through um, this kind of process of Orientalism that while it kind of begins in the 17th century, doesn't hit its height until the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um my sources for these are... I just know this stuff. <laughs> no sources. Um, but yeah, so... Kitty Host is smart. You should trust them. It came to me in a dream. So yeah, that's um, how this like mind control... Like You'll see stuff like... If you see it in cartoons, you'll see like they're wearing a turban and like... Shooting. Oh, and there's like a fucking like cobra slithering around in a bot in like a pot or some shit. Yeah, and then they'll have like lightning come from their fingers to do mind control. Oh shit! Yeah, this is very like Tintin. Yeah, yeah. So, but by the middle of the twentieth century, you get into hypnotism, like stage performances and stuff, kind oh. of coming from like the circus. Does Freud figure into this at all? Because no idea. Was it Freud or Jung who was doing hypnotism stuff? Or maybe both of them? I think Freud was doing... Because we're going to talk about hypnotherapy in a little bit. Okay, cool. Institute of of Hypnotherapy. Nice. Um, Yeah, okay, so Freud was doing a little bit of hypnotherapy. Yeah. Oh, never mind, he rejected it. um, Absolutely not. I feel like Young did, though. Young definitely did. But yeah, so in the 19th century, we've got... He was... Okay, so hypnotism and free association were tied through Freud. Um, So here's the thing about hypnosis. You have the generic, like, oh, it only works if you want it to work. Which is... 80% true. What's the other 20%? The other 20% is 
I think happens through prolonged, like when you're first starting hypnosis and like letting someone hypnotize you, for sure, like you have to buy into it because it's goofy. Mm-hmm. It is goofy to be hypnotized. Very. But once you've been hypnotized enough, I feel like you become more susceptible to it. It's like the, the, the pathways have already been like established in your brain. Exactly. Because tran- like you're not going to get trance every time you try and get hypnotized. Is trance even the goal, though? I would say... Okay, I would say it shouldn't be because you can, like, really fuck with, like, your perceptions of, like, visual things. Not, like, to hallucinations. But, like, if you, like, fractionate yourself for, like, two hours at a time, that can, like... Make, that can leave you feeling super weird, where you're in and out of trance for two hours. That can leave you feeling goofy. Also, um, how about we define the term trance? Because I'm honestly not even sure how that is defined. Oh, we can totally do this. One moment. We're going to pull up my favorite resource. I don't know why this is saved. It's not porn. It's, like, uninteresting. Um, well, there's definitely some porn on that timeline. It's not, that's not porn. That's a man of assless chaps. They're just called chaps. Chaps don't have an ass. That's why they're chaps. If they had an ass, they would just be leather pants. We have, we sell chaps at my job. Um, I don't ever use this fucking account. Um, here we go. Boom. LearnHypnoKink.com. If you're interested at all in hypnosis, this is the best resource um, on this. Introduction. Why do hypnosis? What is hypnosis? Uh, Myth-busting safety introduction. How to hypnotize someone. How do you know if someone's in trance? Oh, that seems like useful. So the signs of trance, according to this website, which I really do trust, um, you've got eyes closing fully or partially, or the eyes widening. So I would say like pupils, dilated pupils. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is someone else perceiving trance in the person that they're hypnotizing. Yeah, you it's you don't really know if you're in trance or not. That's part of it. Oh, okay, interesting. Because you kind of like space out. Yeah. And you're not really focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're blinking a lot or having like a little like fluttering eyes like this, mm-hmm. that's one of the big signs. Um... I don't know about I don't know about all of these, but I would say like relaxation of of the body, like talking about all these eye stuff, like that seems so specific to people. But like relaxation of tense tension in the facial muscles and the body, um, body rocking. I would say like where you're like kind of rolling on your spine a little bit mm. if you're laying down or like just kind of like doing a little bit of stuff. Um, being kind of catatonic um, is something for me at least that happens while I'm in trance. Mm. Um, and breathing slower is definitely something that I relate to from this from this list. Yeah, I've only been properly hypnotized once, um, and that was with um, the good old Fraction Eight game on itch.io. Shout out Fraction Eight. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, th- you know what? I like thinking back. I'm like, I have no idea whether or not I was in trance. I was certainly buying into it. Um, but, you know, like, 
I was so far into it that I, like, had no perception of, like, what I was doing at the time. But I can tell you, I felt real funky afterwards. Not in a bad way, just, like, a little bit, like, lightheaded and just, like, spacey and just, like... It was very much like coming out of subspace. Uh, yeah, trance and subspace are deeply intertwined, especially for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely related. And it is just like an altered state of consciousness that you can achieve, like, through meditation also. Hmm. I would say they're all related. Um, which kind of brings me to what I was talking about, where the U.S. has, like, legally, hypnosis is so messed up. I've never heard anything about this. Okay, so I don't know why, but in the 1950s, let's rewind time. Rewind time back to the 1950s. Everyone's speaking in a transatlantic accent. Are you telling me that this Atlantic accent is trans? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in the 1950s, there was this project undertaken by America's foremost legal scholars to devise the model penal code. Oh, dear. Which is supposed to be, like, this basis to kind of... Because after World War II, people wanted to move the U.S. away from a common law system towards a civil law system, and so this was kind of an attempt to do that. And so, when they were creating defense pleas for... Okay. So, we're going to be... Okay, I don't want to, like, be boring and talk about law shit, because, like, one... Yeah, per- let's, 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 let's maybe skim the law stuff. Yeah, because, like, one person listening to this will care. Um, shout out to you, girl, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> but so there's this idea, is like, when you, when you commit a crime, you have to have a mental state that's, like, guilty. Like, if you don't know you're guilty of committing mm-hmm. a crime, um, it becomes harder to, to kind of convict. Basically, you have to have a guilty conscience, Right? Like, you had to have intended to do it or known it was wrong in some way. So when they were creating defenses, they were like, yeah, hypnosis is a totally legitimate, legitimate defense. If you're hypnotized, it's, it's okay. You're not guilty. Ah, oh, I'm so sorry. I did serial murders. I had no idea. I was in trance, guys. Exactly. They were like, let's, let's, just, make, let's just make being hypnotized uh, an actual legitimate defense. Which is insane. These are the same motherfuckers who are like, Oh, you saw a gay person? Just had to kill him? Oh, yeah. All good. We've all been there. So, actually, the, the model penal code people were not that. Really? But it's the same vibe. I mean, it's the same vibe, but it's like, if you're hypnotized into doing something, you can't be fully culpable for the crime. Now, the person who hypnotized you is fully culpable for the crime. Is that still the paradigm? So, that paradigm was never really adopted because people are like, why are you talking about hypnosis? <laughs> You know, the 1950s, they're like, okay, this makes sense. You were being blackmailed. You were being bribed. You were doing, like, you know, you were being forced to. They were going to kill your family. They were going to kill you. But, oh, you were hypnotized. Why should we care? Like, you know, like, the states, the legal scholars in the states, like, who the fuck cares so much about hypnosis? And I think that hypnosis features really large in... um, the American pop culture in a way. Like, you know, we have stuff from the 1950s with brainwashing. Mm -hmm. You know, you start seeing brainwashing to explain why people like living under communism. Well, it's also tricky because we have, like, uh, the CIA uh, and shit starting to do some of their, like, most, like, experimental 
um, and unethical shit during this time. Yeah. Like, really getting into, like, you know, the fucking, like, LSD experiments. Yeah, and, 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 and stuff. Yeah, fucking MKUltra and shit. Yeah. So that is part of it. So a lot of this idea is, like, the altered mental state was really an obsession. Um, like, if you think about where the U.S. government spent a lot of its research and development money in the 50s and 60s was on psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to know how to kind of control the mind. And I think that's really fascinating, because for me, it just gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, you know, and, like, I'm not into person into drone hypnosis, but I know a lot of people who are, and that's, like, super cool. Um, you know, good for you. <laughs> um, so you have all of this stuff happening, brainwashing, orientalism, hypnotherapy, and this kind of idea that there is this, this kind of this hypnotized person, you know, who's doing stuff, you know, the stage performances and, and so on. And people kind of basically become obsessed that hypnosis works, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as someone who's been hypnotized, both by myself, by watching Hypnophiles, um, and, by, and by other people, you know, it's really, like, if I were hypnotized, truly, like, in trance, I wouldn't be able to, like, walk around. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of just out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really think it's just, like, tied to... You know, I mentioned meditation earlier, but I still think that kind of plays into this, like, tropes of, of like, Orientalism. Mm. You know, like, obviously, like, I meditate for my own reasons. Um, build a conscious contact with a higher power. Um, Let's go. But, um, like... Trance for me is is really freeing because as someone who is like kind of really too attached to my mind and my psyche, mm. like you know, living with psychosis, trance or hypnosis really helps. I honestly felt very similarly after the session that I did with the game. Mm-hmm. Is like I say it felt funky, but in a lot of ways it was actually very calming coming out of it. Yeah. Um, because it's I, I find meditation really, really difficult because of mental illness and my brain just, you know, being like, oh, you're not, like, being bombarded with stimuli? How about we stimulate ourselves with uh, horrifying intrusive thoughts? Yeah. And it's like, well, it would be nice if we could do something else. Um and the, like, kind of mentally all-encompassing nature of uh, trance and hypnosis uh, is, a, is a very nice kind of counterbalance to that. Yeah, and I completely agree, because I think it can counterbalance it. But it's, like, honestly, like, the mental state that I've gotten into from, like, a really good trance or a really good session, I would compare, like, most to, like, ketamine. Oh, like a low dose of ketamine, huh? That I actually, was... I'm thinking about when I used to do low doses of ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> that brief period when I was not dosing absurdly high. Um, 
I, I, I actually, I really do see what you're saying. Yeah. In that, in that slight dissociative sense, but not dissociative in a negative sense. Yeah. Where it's like you, it really is like, especially like, again, like thinking about psychosis and, and hypnosis and there is something so linked for me. Hmm. Yeah. I was kind of wondering how those things related for you. Yeah. Because for me, right. Like, and this is what we're going to start talking about. We're going to, we're going to, we are going to talk about because everyone's listening to the hypnosis episode for something in particular. Yes, we'll we'll get to the sissies. We'll get to the sissies eventually. But for me, having, you know, undiagnosed psychosis, like symptoms starting around, like, you know, when when they did in my life, you know, 15, 16, 17, that's when I started really having 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 the good good symptoms. The great uh, symptoms. The great symptoms. The beloved symptoms. Yeah. Um even though it took me a long time to like realize that that's what that was, I just thought it. I just thought it was normal to to have those thoughts. But <laughs> for didn't me, didn't we all? But for me, like being hypnotized to not think about my body, right? As a trans, like mm. dealing with transness and stuff, where it's like I'm detached from my body, I'm detached from my mind, and for me, that was a really nice escape. You know, like, I mean, it would later turn into, and this is, I guess, where it can pivot to talk about sissy hypno. Um, for me, it did p- pivot for a while into just, like, slamming back a tall boy, doing a bump of coke, and jerking off to sissy hypno. Um, which, very few things can compare to that experience. I, I, I believe it. But, for me... I definitely discovered hypnosis first. Mm-hmm. I was like definitely into hypno and like hypno porn and mind control stories before I was ever engaging with any kind of sissy content. Mm-hmm. But I did watch a good amount of sissy hypno for a while. Interesting. Like what period was this for you? This was, it was honestly around the same time I started, like, actually having sex. Oh, interesting. So you were, um, like, trying to be a top while also jerking off to Sissy Hypno? Yeah. Jesus, bestie. Oof. Oh, that's a dark image. Yeah, I was topping. I was a gay boy. Uh Uh-huh. Topping cis women. Oh, God. Which, of, of course, is... Messy in itself. But, like, yeah, I was a gay boy, and I basically had sex with, like, two men. For the, for the first couple of years of, like, my adulthood. Yeah, as I often say, we're women of fact experience, but yeah. the fact experience was... <laughs> it was rough. It was not great. And so I was mostly doing that, but then in, like, my own time to get off, I was, like, engaging with Sissy Hypno because it was, like, gender-affirming in this, like, as we've talked about in the show before, the social third gendering mm-hmm. of of the effeminate male. Um, and, like, that was important, like, to have that part of me affirmed because I was not in a point where I could live as a woman, you know, during, the, during my time in undergrad. Like, I could not. I was just not in that place. Um, to be... Um... To be, you know, that wasn't something I could actually have 
yeah, have totally. done. But my approach to, to Sushipna was very specific because I, I didn't like a lot of it. It's bad porn. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like the idea that femininity is inherently inferior. That was a big part of sissy porn. Mm-hmm. And so I would never watch that. And then, of course, there's the racism. Yes. Which is where um, I think probably our, our big source for today's episode is going to be, which is a, a video essay from the excellent YouTuber, Foreign Man in a Foreign Land. Love Shout him. out. Um, his uh, very controversially titled uh, The Sissification of White Men, um, which is a very uh, attention-grabbing title, but the video itself is much more complicated, nuanced, and interesting than just that premise. He also talks a lot about um, his his own uh, interactions um, as a a black man and an immigrant with uh, white masculinity um, and kind of the, like, deeply disturbing nature that that, Mm -hmm. um, that can take on... Um, but yeah, he uh, he brings on uh, a lot of trans YouTubers mm-hmm. in this video. Um, Cat Black, Lily Alexander, two excellent YouTubers. Shout out to them. Great people. Lily, making come, great content. Lily, come on the show. Yes, Cat Lily, also come on the show. Yes, we love you guys. But I I um I don't know anyone who knows Cat, but I do know people who know Lily. Yeah, me too. Um. But yeah, um, the video covers um, quite a few kind of subtopics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about um, the the like you said the the racial aspect is a huge part of this video. Um, uh, he touches upon uh, some of the kind of problematic elements of interracial porn mm-hmm. um, and the way that. It, this is playing on and continuing uh, narratives about relationships, mostly between black men and white women, um, dating, you know, all the way back to the days of chattel slavery. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, at least in most of this porn, that's not necessarily what's trying to be recreated, but uh, it absolutely continues to play into the ideas of... Um, black masculinity as inherently violent and predatory mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and the um the the i think a big part of the appeal for those who find this enjoyable is like the 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 shocking nature of the violation of the white woman mm-hmm. and i think that that specific violation of the white woman um is not explicit but is the required understanding for a lot of the racialized sissy porn. Mm-hmm. You know, because when there becomes a social third gendering, and I mean, there's a, fem- there's a social feminization, um, which doesn't mean, like, which is so weird to use in this specific context, <laughs> because there's this feminization aspect, but there is a social um, feminization, as in becoming feminine, um, that requires 
this understanding of the 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 subject of the porn, right, becomes these the, the black man, and then the object of the porn is the white woman, mm, mm-hmm. right, and that inversion of the subject object. This is too philo- philosophical. This is what this podcast is about. Let's get philosophical. Let's with get philosophical. It. So, right, it's the objectification of black men through the lens of white womanhood, mm-hmm. right, and the idea of the white woman being preyed upon by the black man. And it's moving, right? A lot of sissies are not transgender and are, in fact, white men. It's moving themselves mm-hmm. into sexual objectification. But in, in doing so, they're retaining an element of power over them because the social power that white women have over black men and the way that that has been historically utilized for violence. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about... Um, you know, that is like the, so many men were, were murdered by white communities because of that, you know, bias, you know, we've got very famous cases in real life, such as like Emmett Till. Yeah. But then absolutely you also have, that was the basis for the Tulsa race massacre Mm-hmm. in 1920s, but also you have it in fiction, um, both explicitly in stuff like Birth of a Nation, um, and also just kind of subtext for all interracial relationships in media, mm-hmm. because that's what they have to contend with, right? In the United States, at least, we aren't free from these legacies, especially when, like, I don't know, so much of the shit was living memory, you know? Absolutely. Like, we're not, we're barely a century out from Birth of a Nation being made. Like, that's what, two, three generations? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, this is not stuff of the past. It is just stuff that looks slightly different through the change of time, but the Mm -hmm. fundamental structures remain the same and must be dismantled at all costs. Yes. Um... Yeah, I can't help but think about, like, how I see this stuff crop up um, in my own porn consumption and, um, you know, scrounging around the internet. Um, You know, it will surprise absolutely zero listeners to uh, know that I enjoy a bit of femboy hentai. Mm -hmm. I love love me my femboy hentai. Um, However... Femboy hentai, that is, um, you know, a scene of, like, uh, like a, a, a femboy and a man. So, so often, the, the, the dominant, you know, physically imposing man in the drawing is black. And honestly, more often even than that, is, it's usually just a black torso. Mm-hmm. It is complete dehumanization um, for the emphasis of, yes, this, you know, sissy is like, uh, you know, or this femboy is achieving the ultimate degradation um, or the, you know, the ultimate uh, submission to black masculinity. Um, And that has always rubbed me the wrong way. And I, and I want to thank foreign man in the foreign land for um, kind of, articulating this so well um and it really kind of helped me understand why um there is such a huge amount of this kind of porn but also 
um, like, you know, how to, how to kind of understand just how pernicious it is. Yeah. And to take that, um, a couple steps further and then to tie back to hypnosis at the end of my, my, my comments is a lot of, as it may not surprise anyone, I look at furry porn sometimes, <laughs> even though I primarily do read my porn, which does have these same racial dynamics, just doesn't necessarily visualize them. Um, but even in a lot of furry porn, there's a lot of black coding of, of certain forces. You know, I, I look at, you know, furry femboy hentai, and you have, like, a white cat boy mm-hmm. and a large, dark-colored, literally bull, right? And that, it, or, or like a minotaur-type character, or, or, or similarly imposing... And it's, these are black-coated characters, right? So not even non-human um, pornography mm-hmm. very much retains these echoes. Absolutely. Um, which is important to kind of think about when it comes to, like, my own sex life. Like, I get so many, mostly white people messaging me on Grindr saying, oh, I've got a big white cock, and it's like... Or people assuming that I'm not into them because they're white. Yeah, no, seeing this stuff play out in real time on Grindr, like, men who, like, you know, have their name as, like, BBC. Like, literally, 47 minutes ago, your fave BBC tapped me on Grindr. Yeah. Like, this shit is, is real and always ongoing and i i don't know honestly when i see that kind of stuff i like i i don't really necessarily know how to interpret like men who cast themselves that way i'm sure honestly a certain degree of it is probably like white guys catfishing oh i assume i assume it's all white guys catfishing um but it's like you know this this the this video helps me kind of understand like the external pressures that would make someone um you know want to advertise themselves sexually that way uh actually towards the end of the video he has this really moving interview mm-hmm. with um uh, a black male sex worker who um slept with a lot of uh like older white men um he talks about cuckoldry and um you know, the, the, the former sex worker who's interviewed, I mean, you can just like hear the, the like pain and disgust. Um, and like, I don't think that that always inherently applies to sex work in general. Mm -hmm. I think it's the, the, the reason that this kind of work was so traumatic for him was because of just how horribly exploitative Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, and I, I completely think about that when when it comes to tying it back to the hypnosis part. And it comes to this entire thing of what is a mechanism to remove culpability. Mm. Right? It's like, oh, I was watching hypno of this. Yeah, the hypno is still problematic. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea that, first of all, the idea that you have to be forced or coerced into, one, finding 
you know, black men attractive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Which that's fucked up that you have to think that has to be coerced, but also this idea that it is degrading. It has to be forced into you. It is coming from this thing where there's an external corrupting force. Yes. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And so that's kind of why, like, if sissy hypnosis is your gateway into hypno porn, that's great, actually. You know, just leave it behind because it is all problematic because best case scenario, it is just deeply misogynistic. Mm-hmm. But most likely, it is so deeply um, racist yes. at its core. Yes. And misogynistic and also transphobic in a really complicated way because something I think about it that doesn't get talked enough about is, is you never hear black trans women talking about sissy porn. That's not entirely true. I actually do know some, I have, I have had conversations with black trans women about sissy porn, but for the most part, um, it's not porn made for anyone besides white men. Mm-hmm. And, and the whiteness does matter because a lot of porn is, you know, fairly these days tries to be like, you know, not explicitly interracial. That's been on the decline. And there's like some really interesting stuff. There's a book next to you that says porn studies on it that I'm pulling this from. It was edited by Linda Williams. It came out in like 2004. It is a large book. It is a large book. I have read it. Um, I have not read most of those books in that stack actually were assigned reading. Hmm. I've only fully completed the porn studies book. (laughs) (laughs) Just to give you a clue of where my priorities are. Um, But yeah, and so this idea, right? And this also comes up and I think we need to talk about, which I actually posted about on my, on middle school dropout. If you're a white trans woman or a white femboy or whatever, like this third gender effeminate male, don't, tell anyone if you were a Nazi. Yep. Like, as cringe as I got was, like, a Hillary Clinton-supporting lib when I was, like, 15, 16. <laughs> I was a Bernie supporter. I, I was always cool and with it. No, I wasn't always cool or with it, but I was not a fucking Nazi. Yeah, I... I had, like, one or two, like, libertarian takes, <laughs> because that's, like, most people have pretty inscrutable politics, and I was most people, you know, and then I, you know, became a communist, because that's what you have to do, <laughs> because communism will win. <laughs> Start building communism today. Yeah. Shoot. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like... I there's there's like a, a an, an ongoing discourse um, on Twitter that crops up now and again, um, and it, it starts with like making fun of like the aesthetic of um, like you know egg IRL and mm-hmm. TTT um, and that kind of baby trans corner of the internet, and that is baby trans behavior. I don't know. I don't care how many years you have been. You're, identifying as trans, if you are still doing that shit, you're a baby trans to me. Yeah, you're like 16 months on hormones for as long. Like, y- yeah. Yep. Um, I, I, yeah, I have complicated feelings, which I'm trying to articulate. <laughs> um, but, like, 
those spaces are so overwhelmingly white Mm -hmm. and it just becomes echo chambers for this kind of shit. Um, And like, even if the content being posted isn't explicitly racist um, or reactionary or honestly even misogynist, Mm -hmm. um, it carries so much of those undertones and absolutely normalizes it. And I think what happens on Twitter is like, it starts with people are like, ah, skirt go spinny and thigh highs are, are dumb. That's not real fashion. You know, go outside. I have zero interest in, in weighing in on this uh, particular discourse other than um, I like my thigh highs. Um, but uh, then, it, then it kind of goes on to like, how do we as a community feel about these spaces Um, and, like, yes, the reposts are funny. I get it. The green text reposts are funny. But, like, we as, as a community need to move away from having these spaces be, like, the, um, for lack of, for, for very much lack of a better term, like, breeding ground for white trans femmes. Yeah. Here's my hot take. Um, we don't need baby trans faces. Mm. This is my spicy take. We don't need spaces that are by and for exclusively baby trans people. And I would honestly say, like, I was supposed to know this again. Like, bring back trans momming. Yes, yes. No, that's, that's like, genuinely real. And not in, like, a... You need a phone call. It's, don't worry about it. And not in, like, a explicitly sexual like mommy way yeah i honestly oh, can't really speak to this so much because i had to trans mom myself basically mm-hmm. um and that went about as well as you would think um but like yeah no the way that it's like historically been done where it is like a, a like someone who will look out for you and like help you through the 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 very difficult process of transition in multiple ways and also like bring you into more positive and affirming spaces and just like i don't i don't want to be too like punitive with this but like teach you how to act yeah and also like here's the problem and this is like i don't want to be like um i don't want to be like socialization or anything but like Women, if you're trying to perform the social role of woman in society, there are behaviors that you have to learn. Like, you don't... Because... And this isn't something that's, like, socialization, but, like, cis women have to learn these things, too. Yes. You have to learn how to be a woman. Like, woman, women as, you know, when it comes to patriarchy and, and misogyny, like... I want to I want to push back slightly. Mm-hmm. I I I disagree with the idea that these are have tos. Yeah, for that's womanhood. True. That's true. I don't think there are any inherent requirements for womanhood. I will ardently maintain that. However, how you would like to be perceived and how comfortable you feel being perceived do genuinely hinge on these things 
Yeah, that's that's true. Saying have to is very strong. But like, if you want to be perceived in a certain way, you will have to learn how to project that out into society. Yes, and like men learn this both trans and cis. Women learn this mm-hmm. both trans and cis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you, but like, also, you need someone who's going to be you're going to be accountable to, and they're going to be accountable to you. That is a very important social bond mm-hmm. that trans people need but then also like look i learned how to do my makeup this is dead ass Mm -hmm. by watching james charles tutorials post cancellation but like no one was gonna teach me how to do makeup no right i had to learn and i felt more comfortable watching this fucking twink than a cis woman and, like, non-baby trans girls, I get it. We're a little burnt out. Yeah. We've been through some shit. But, like, I don't know. I, I will just speak for myself personally. Baby trans girls, I will fucking teach you makeup. Yeah. I will do it. I will. You can come over. I will come to your place. I will teach you makeup. I will buy you some food. And, like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm bringing some of the principles of... Um, our number one anonymous organization into this. Yes. But because so much of that organization is based on the relationship of uh, people who have more time in the program coming out and helping new people in whatever ways they can, I really value that. And I think we need more of that in our trans community. Yes. I, um, like, you know, I'm going to try and speak as objectively as possible here. Uh, at least here uh, in New York, and I know it is very similar in other places, looking at you, Pacific Northwest, um, there's a lot of petty drama, infighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, um, I'm remembering this moment when we were recording with Lav uh, on the eight-hour episode, um, and you and I were kind of complaining about the presence of some of these things in the community. Um, and her response was like, oh, it's the catty trans girls. Um, and this is not at all a dig at Lav. I totally get where you were coming from. Um, we love you, Lav. Um, Absolutely. But I was, but that like kind of made me sad. Yeah. Because I was like, that isn't inherent to us. Mm-hmm. We don't inherently have to be catty and petty. Like, back in the days, you know, when shit was was even rougher than it is now, like, we survived by banding together. And, like, yeah, there's always, you know, some shit going on. Like, we are girls at the end of the day, yeah. and girl <laughs> shit is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we don't have these structures in place as much anymore to help minimize some of that. I, um... I'm going to regret talking about this on the podcast, but I'm going to talk about Detransition Baby real quick. Oh, God. I know. A lot to say about that book that I'm not going to say here. However, there is a passage about this exact phenomenon, the lack of trans moms, um, uh, Tori Peters, like, uh, compares it to, like, uh, she has this whole thing about baby elephants. I don't really want to repeat the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But... 
in that particular section, she was cooking. I agree. And I think, like, also, like, people, baby, baby trans people, like, people who haven't come out or whatever, like, I'll help you with fucking clothes. Like, mm-hmm. I, like... Show you the thrifted spots. Show, show you, like, the really good spots. Like, not, like, fucking Goodwill Salvation Army. Like, the actual good spots. Um, I like it. And it's, it's good stuff. You know, yeah. I, I'm not here to plug That's yeah. not my job. Yeah, I'm going to bleep out what it is. We don't need to give them free money, free that's, promo. Yeah, that's very true. We definitely don't need to do that. But there's, like, really good thrifting spots. Um, and it's important, like, not because it's like, oh, you know, skirts go spinny, like, you know, wearing the fucking black Amazon Basics skirt and the thigh highs and the same fucking lacy black bra top. Those are all fine things. I actually, like, still wear my Amazon Basics skirt kind of regularly. <laughs> it, but it looks good because I have styled it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's an important thing is, like, not knowing... It's all about confidence, and it's about food. You were talking about food? Like, it is It is literally about food. <laughs> like, that video changed my life. But, like, making sure you eat helps so much, especially, like, early in transition. Like, you need to feed your body. Mm-hmm. So desperately. Like, you definitely need to feed your body. And you need to do a lot of other stuff. You need to put the work in to transition. Um, not like you have to put the work in transition, but like transitioning, even if you, no matter what you're doing, transitioning is work. Yes. Always. And having someone who has been there, who you can be accountable to and who will be accountable to you to develop this positive relationship. That's what you need, right? Like you need someone who will support you, call you out on your shit, teach you makeup, teach you how to style outfits, teach you what jewelry you look good in, you know, like stuff like having someone support you. Like, that's it. Like, it's not about someone who's going to like be mean and catty and whip you into shape. Mm -mm. It's just like someone who's gonna be like, Hey girl, you're nine months on hormones. You should probably try to start progesterone. And also like literally just like having someone walk you through what it is like for your body to physically change what it is like to be in awkward social situations. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, two and a half years on hormones. But I've been trans... I was, like, living trans for, like, several years before that. Um, it's a whole thing. But, like, I went to go buy cigarettes today. I'm going to admit to smoking on the pot. I'm trying to quit, I swear. But, like, when I bought cigarettes today, like, I was dressed... You saw how I was dressed. Cute. Very Cute. Fucking guy at the smoke shop still hit me with bro. And it's like, not to sound like, if if it's like a privilege or whatever, like I pass like 90% of the time. Or at least people respect the presentation. It's hard to know what's in people's heads. Like, I actually had an issue when I went to vote the other day. Oh dear. Because I thought I'd registered under my name. But apparently my voter registration was still under my dead name. Which is no longer your legal name. Which is no longer my legal name. So I went to go vote and I had to convince them, like, I was like, I'm trans. Like, this is my dead name. And I, like, was wearing a a way less put-together outfit than I am now. And I was like, how do I pass? But it's not passing. We've talked about this before. Passing isn't, like, a specific thing. It's people being weird. Um, it's it's super complicated and also tied deeply into race. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, the conclusion of this episode is hypnosis is good, racism is bad. Free Palestine. I think we can do a little bit more nuance than that, but we also just did that for the past hour. Yeah. But that's short. TLDR. TLDR. Hypno good. Racism bad. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Yeah. Um, Also, find yourself a trans mom who you don't fuck. Yeah. Don't don't fuck your trans mom. You You can find a million trans mommies out there they're happy to fuck you find find one that that is, is not gonna have sex with you don't right. don't have sex with them all right let's start recording the furry episode let's go